Welcome to Rainmakers. Now to our host, Carl Grant. Welcome to Rainmakers. I'm here with Scott Gaskill, Atlanta market leader for Buck. And first, before I start talking to Scott, I just want to remind people what we're doing here. This is a podcast on business development. I do business development for a living. I have for 22 of the past 24 years, been in the market, doing business development directly and managing a team of business developers. But when I got involved in doing this, there was nothing to teach me how to do it. I was making it up as I went along. And I realized when I went out to talk to some college students uh, several years ago, that nobody's teaching this stuff in the classroom. And, and most college students don't even know that this type of career exists. So this podcast isn't just for college students. It's for people in their careers that might want to make a change or people who are doing business development who want to get better. And Scott Gaskill uh, was introduced to me by our last guest, Mo Bunnell. And Scott took Mo's training at some point in his career. And Scott, well, let me first tee up what you do. He, he is a market leader for HR consulting, which I... I've run into HR people. I've dealt with HR people, but I don't know anything about the HR business. So Scott, tell me how business development works in HR. Hey, Carl. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it'll resonate with you because I, I suspect it's very similar to, to how your business works. So, you know, the HR consultants are all like lawyers. I mean, they're billable hour people. And, and so their job is, you know, not only are they billing hours, clients are paying them, for what they do, um, but then they also have a, a new business component. Um, you know, as you move up the the, the line um, in seniority, you've got a certain amount of new business you have to bring in, and and so the phrase that a lot of times they use is they got to eat what they kill, and so it's really hard in professional services sometimes to find time to do the billable hour work and find new work, and so that's where people like me come in, and and again I suspect kind of like your world. We have a bunch of people that are a mile deep. They're super smart, but only about a foot wide as subject matter experts. My role kind of bridges all of that. I'm a foot deep, but a mile wide. Well, let's let's dig into this a little bit more because I, I mean, using acronyms that I, I, you know, maybe some of the people listening don't even know. HR is sure. human resources. So you're dealing right. with you're dealing with employees, dealing with their benefits, uh, sexual harassment, diversity, all these things all under, fall under HR. And, and so how do you, how do you even go about, you know, doing a consulting engagement around these things? What are the selling points? Well, so, so one caveat there is, is, is that, you know, when you're talking about like sexual harassment, some of the other stuff, that's more legal. We don't get into that. We don't have attorneys. Um, so our focus is we, we call it health, wealth, career and engagement. Okay. And so, so retirement, health, benefits, that's health, exact, health 401k plan. pensions. Yeah. And that's what Mo was. Mo was an actuary. He was a, a, a benefits actuary. Um, okay. And, and then you get, you know, career is like compensation. There's broad based comp and exec comp engagement is communication. You get all these wonderful benefits for your employees, but a lot of times people don't really understand what they even have and how to leverage them. So there's a mm -hmm. lot of different things there. And, and as business development, I will gladly dip my toe in the water. A lot of times it's not the big engagements we start with. It's a small engagement, but that gets the client, it gets the stability to work together, start doing things. And matter of fact, I, I'll share um, one of the concepts that Mo taught me um, that I really love is called give to gets and give to gets play exactly in to this part of the conversation. And how's that work in HR? 
So, so what that'll mean is, is a lot of times, and I've seen people do this in our business all the time and, and other businesses too, but you know, they'll, they give to give, right? It's easy to just do a small project for a client. So maybe they're having trouble with their employee communications. And so it's a $10,000, $20,000 project. Um, but, but so we'll just do it for free because it gives us a chance to get to know them and them to know us. But there's no follow-up to it. Mo breaks it down into a, a, a systematic process where you're saying, don't just give that away. Make sure that when you're doing these projects, you, it leads someplace. It's, it's got to be something that has a, a reasonable amount of time commitment to it, but value for the client, whether they move forward or not. But also, if they do move forward and do it, when you get to the end, there's some other things to talk about. Now that you've done this, we could also help you on this, this, and this. Like when you take your car in, right, to get an yep. oil change. Yep. And they come back out and go, well, you also ought to look at these several things. Oh, yeah, that's, it's overwhelming. That's a give to get. <laughs> the, the report is overwhelming all the things I should have done to my car. And, all I want and is sometimes an you change. do them and sometimes you don't. But at least it's, it's they're taking you. It's, it's a journey that's taking you down a path as opposed to just giving things away. Yeah. So in my job, I help companies get introduced to sources of capital. Right. And so when that capital comes in, if a venture capitalist writes a term sheet, they need a lawyer to look at that. And so that's an okay. easy transition. And shame on me if I forget to tell them, by the way, when you get a term sheet, we want to help you with that. How does that work for HR? Well, so, so one of the things I, I always, as a matter of fact, I was just talking to a small group of financial advisors last week. And, and one of the, the things I was telling them, uh, the guy was telling a story about one of his clients, who's a good friend of his, who just bought a million dollar life insurance policy and didn't come to him to do it. Right. He's like, oh my God, this is what I do. Right. How could you go to somebody else? Mm-hmm. And, and I was telling these guys, right. Like to, for me, I, I always tell my clients, I'm the worst salesperson ever. Because I promise I'll take no for an answer. All I want to do is bring ideas to you, right, for my clients and prospects. If you'll let me bring some ideas of what I see happening in the market and what some of our super smart people are doing for other clients, I promise if you decide it's not for you right now, for whatever reason, I'll go, right, I I won't keep on it. Which I think most people are burned by salespeople that just keep hammering them on stuff Mm -hmm. and don't take no for an answer. And, And professional services, I just don't think that model works. Um, yeah, that's so I take no, no is my second favorite answer, right? The right. sooner I hear yeah. no, great, I'll move on. <clears throat> yeah, a lot a lot of the, the true rainmakers out there, Scott, I find that they're not really good salespeople. Like I, I really stink at follow-up. <laughs> I, I, I do not like to sell. I, you know, there's certain things I don't like to do. I like when it just naturally flows. Right. I, I like to do right. favors for people and help people. And I feel good about doing that. The fact that it brings millions of dollars into my company, that's just a side benefit. Is it like that for you as well? That's exactly, it's such a great way to say it too, right? I mean, I heard a phrase a long time ago, don't push the river, it flows on its own, Mm. Uh, right? I mean, it's kind of that thing. I mean, you know, we're just serving clients. I'm just bringing ideas and trying to be helpful. And and when I'm connecting people, you know, I'm kind of a professional connector Mm -hmm. because I'm listening to problems clients have. And I got this large network of, of super smart people and anytime I can connect those people then, and it works, I just did two friends a favor and, and that's what I love to do. And just lucky that I happen to be in an industry that, that you know, I can make a pretty good living doing that. Now you, you mentioned that Mo Bunnell helped you get into this career. So, and you were, yeah. you said you were doing business development before. <clears throat> was that, I looked back at your bio, you were working with the YMCA, then it looked like you started to get into HR right after that is and when did you take yeah. the training? Yeah. Well, so, so yeah, I took the training right after I started with the, the company I was at before this, uh, Mercer. And, and so again, that was my first 
step into the HR consulting world. And, and Mo had had a really amazing career in the HR consulting world before that. As an actuary, he, he got all his exams and everything done really fast. And then in like his late 30s, he became the, the local market leader, the job I'm in now. Um, he was in for the company he was at at the time. And so and he did that coming up through the business development channel. He made the switch. Um, I've always been a, a business development guy. And, and matter of fact, in your opening, you were kind of talking about, you know, some college kids and people, you know, maybe that you're, you're speaking to that are looking to get into sales. When I got into sales, the first job I had was selling copiers. Oh, yeah. And, and it was one of the toughest jobs. But that's ever different. Done, but selling so copiers is much different than professional services, right? You're selling well, a physical it's thing. A, it's a product. Yeah. Right. But but it teaches you, you know, I would go out and I would start at the top of a building and I would knock on every door all the way down to the bottom of the building. <laughs> it just teaches you to get comfortable with with, you know, a lot of rejection. But you're right. looking for those one those few good fits. All it takes is a few. Yeah, but it's <laughs> but it's a lot different than the relationship management that you're doing now right so when i when i got out of grad school yeah good observation i I got a job while i was i was doing an entrepreneurial entrepreneurial thing and i had to have a a a weekend job and i needed to make a certain amount of money and so i I sold furniture post graduate school and if i did not close the right the, the couple usually it was a couple coming through by the time they walked out the door I didn't get paid. It was straight commission. And that was totally different than what I do today. That was out and out sales. But I suspect the metrics probably still work similarly, right? I mean, so like I remember my copier days, it was knock on X number of doors to get X number of demos, to get X number of proposals, to get X number of of sales, right? right? It's that funnel. And even today, you know, sales is a lot of a numbers game, right? I mean, you right. need a certain number of meetings you need, right? So some of those, you know, but you're right. I mean, I, I, right. I would never take anything to any of my clients that I didn't truly believe was good for them because the second you burn somebody, you're done, right? And I've seen that happen a bunch. Mm-hmm. But let's, let's, I, I want to differentiate here some, because we have some salespeople that are listening to this and, and. I, it's time to drill down and, and talk about the difference between selling a physical thing versus selling professional services. And, and in the services world, there's a lot you can do for people, right? You've already mentioned you've got benefits, you've got 401k, right. it's health, and you know, there's there's a there's a suite of things, right? And so and so as you're developing that relationship, eventually somewhere along the path, there's an entry point for what you do, right? Like so so at a law firm, we have that venture financing that I mentioned, but we also have patents, we have litigation, we have, you know, if we miss them there, we could represent them on a, on a sale of their company or an IPO or, or a trademark or something. Right. And so you just keep those relationships alive and it's really a marathon, not a sprint. Whereas with, with mm-hmm. furniture sales, it was a sprint. It's like, all right, you know, typically when you have a, a man and a woman together, the woman's the decision maker, <laughs> and and <laughs> right. and you know, you, you just have to play that that whole. And I was I was not very comfortable with the dynamics at first, and I'm sure it's much different for copier sales. But but at some point, you know, you're going to get a yes or no on the copier, right? Whereas with HR, like legal, I imagine it's yeah, it's a no on the you know the health benefits day, but maybe they're going to do a 401k down the road. Talk a little bit about right. the dynamics of, of that relationship and, and how you develop it and how you nurture it and keep it alive. Yeah, well, so, so yeah, you're exactly right. There is a big difference between selling a widget that has a, a one-time time frame and then they're not, you're not going to see that person for another five years or something 
versus HR, which is an ongoing, there's always something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, you know, again, and, and, and even for us, I mean, you know, my, my starting point might be the person that's the VP of total rewards who, you know, maybe is, is over, you know, comp and Ben and, and retirement. Um, but, but we can also expand that relationship into the financial people. And, and so a lot of times, you know, we talk about like, like referrals and stuff. I don't usually get referrals from one company to another company. I usually get referrals within the same company. So as I get introductions within some of these major companies, then my network expands and those kind of opportunities for discussions expand. So kind of to your point, I mean, it's critical then that, you know, I, I want these people that I'm working with, even if they're not buying, to at least walk away feeling like Scott's adding a lot of value because that's when they're going to keep coming back and asking questions and I get to be a trusted advisor. And, and if that happens, they're introducing me to new people, eventually they're going to start buying, right? It mm-hmm. just, that's, that's the way it works. So yeah, but you got to be patient sometimes. You're exactly right. Absolutely. And so, I'll throw in too, I can, there's been plenty of times where, you know, I brought an idea you know, today and it's not the right fit today, but they come back a year or two, maybe sometimes three years later, mm-hmm. and that becomes the right time. You yep. just don't know. Totally get it. So what do you, what do you enjoy most about your job? You know, I love to help people. I just, I'm a helper. I'm a volunteer, right. With, with nonprofits and, and you know, church and other things. It's just in my nature. Um, and, and so I just really love to help people. And I, and I think I love HR for that reason too, because HR, you know, you think about your health benefits, you know, your compensation, your retirement benefits. I mean, that's the reason that people get up and go to work every day, mm-hmm. right? Otherwise yeah. they'd just be volunteering someplace else. I mean, it really is the core part. And so when we can really help some of these companies put together a, a benefits offering and deliver these benefits in a way that brings value to most companies, that's their most important asset is their people. And, and we can help them do that. It's just, it's incredibly rewarding. So you and I both went to Ohio University and, and yeah. when I was at Ohio University, I didn't know that a job like mine or yours existed. So right. If, Nobody if we, aspires to be an HR consultant. Right. <laughs> but, but, you know, say we've got a student there listening today, which I hope they do listen. Um, and they listen to this podcast and they say, wow, Scott seems like a happy guy. I would like to have his life. What can they do now to prepare themselves to have a job like yours? Well, uh, yeah, really great question. I, I, you know, so I think there's a lot of things. First, I'll start with saying this, and I, I suspect, you know, you and I were, were about the same time when we were there and in the same fraternity. And, I, you know, uh, quite honestly, and, and crazy, we didn't meet until just recently, but, but I, I really feel like when I look back at those four years of my life and, and I see how many people in our chapter went on to become very successful business development people, I think it's not a fluke. We, we had a group of people that I thought were very high in emotional intelligence. And, and I just think that's a critical piece to any kind of successful relationship, you know, kind of like what we're, we've been talking about today. So I, I think that's a key component is, is just being able to, to relate to people and connect with them, um, which I, I think that group did very well. But, but also, you know, I'll tell you, I, you know, I always thought I'd be a lawyer. <laughs> Um, and then decided not to go to law school. So that's why I went and got into to selling copiers and, and you know, just kind of, you know, would grind away at it. Um, and I also went and got an MBA. And I don't think I could be doing what I was doing, to, you know, what I'm doing today without that kind of next level of education, because I work with super smart people and they have to be able to respect what you do. And I'm not as smart as them on any one topic. I feel um, the same but, way. Right. I never get to be the smartest person in the room, but I'm okay with that because as long as I'm making them look good, I'm, I'm happy. Great advice. 
Scott Gaskill, Area Market Leader for Buck. Thank you for joining me today on Rainmakers. This is great. Thank you. You have been listening to Rainmakers with Carl Grant. 